Bless God, you've already pressed play. Praise God, you've already started listening to it. So just sit back, relax, shut up, and enjoy this podcast. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Man, you already know what it is. We're back like we never left. Don't call it a comeback. It's the new season of the Bad Apples podcast. And if I'm forecasting, we got a lot of awesome stuff planned for this year, for this season. And right now, we're kicking it off with some blue bottle coffee. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I gotta say, this coffee got rated like the top brands for the last like three to four years and I never got to try it so we are enjoying some blue bottle coffee the winter blend because it's still winter and here we are so without any further ado I'm gonna bring to you the newest episode of the bad apples podcast it's me it's Garrett it's Apollo let's go What's you up, bro? Just, you just shook your glass in front of the. <laughs> I did say glass, just so people know. Hey, welcome Swirling back to the Bad around. Apples Podcast. Where I'm having a little uh, coffee here. Yeah, in my mason jar cup. He's got. Yeah, you can't see it, but he's got a mason jar cup with some some coffee in there. At this point, it's like ninety percent ice. He's been he's been yeah. nursing that thing for a while. Yeah, we've been talking for so long that my coffee just kind of. Yeah. It's still good though. Yeah, we did the pre-show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you guys were not privy to that show. conversation. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's good to be back. It's a new year. Dude, new got season. new coffee. New coffee. Tell blue, us about that new Blue coffee. bottle coffee. Um, it's the winter blend. Dude, it's it's pretty good. I'm not usually a winter blend or a um, a blend type of guy. I'm usually going, if it's a, if it's a top tier brand of coffee, I'm usually going single origin. Yeah. And they have they have all kinds of different single origin coffees that I'm super pumped about trying, but I started with the Winter Blend just to kind of dive into Blue Bottle Coffee mm-hmm. because it's been hyped for so many years. Like every every end of the year, I look at what coffee brand dominated the year before because I want to try that coffee. And every year, Blue Bottle has been number one hmm. or at least near the top, and I've never tried it. Dude, which well, is weird for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how much it was because uh, I didn't look it up. You just gave me a, a bag of it and said, "Hey, like, yeah. you know, try this." It was just twenty. Okay, All I mean, right. just I mean, that's expensive for just twenty for yeah. normal coffee. You can buy like, a lot of Folgers for twenty bucks. Well, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's Folgers. It's Folgers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? If I'm buying store bought coffee though, between Maxwell House and Folgers, I'm going Folgers. Oh man. It's been so long since I've had Maxwell House or Folgers. I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I couldn't tell you which one I go with. I like the, I think it's Folgers Black Silk. Oh. It's pretty good. Oh, it sounds fancy. Black yeah, it's silk. pretty good. Um, oh. But yeah, this coffee is really good. I actually put it on ice um, this time around. First time trying it uh, over ice. And man, it's it's really good. I had it this morning. I got a Chemex for Christmas. Thanks, Mom. Mm. And... Uh, I made myself a little eight cup carafe of yeah. blue bottle coffee this morning. It was good. Like the the yeah. flavor is really good. I'm still getting the hang of the Chemex, so sure. I think that there is like 
you know, I don't know if the water was too hot or if I added too much water, the ground wasn't ground wasn't too fine or was wasn't fine enough or too fine. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, coffee is a science. It is. Like the more the more that I like learn about coffee, yep. It's it there's there's a way to make it so good. It's wild. And like then the, there's the, the lots ratios. of ways to make it really bad. Yeah, the ratios and formulas and the, all the stuff to you like like when I was really getting into it, I bought like one of the measure measuring like the the um scales. Yeah, I got a scale. Yeah, I saw that in your office. Yeah, don't don't be hating on people's scales. No, I have one. Oh, okay. I just never use it anymore because I, n- I never do my pour over that much anymore. Oh so. yeah. Um, I don't have a Chemex. I have the Walmart nineteen dollar nice, pour over. Nice, but nice. Um, no, I live and die by that scale, man. Like everything, oh, sure. everything. I'm like, especially now with the with the uh, Chemex. It's like you weigh the coffee, you grind the coffee, you you know, yep. you zero out the scale to an empty empty carafe, and then yeah. you, you add some water, and then like you know, then you dump that water, and then you add the coffee, zero out the scale again, and then it's like one hundred and fifty grams of water. Stir. A little bit. Mm. Then you got to let it settle a little bit. And then you put another, you know, 300 grams of water in there. Mm. So you're just constantly watching the scale. You don't want to go too much at a time because you don't want to overfill yep. the craft. And you're trying to, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a game, but yeah. it's fun. And, and it is. so the other day, Beth is our, our, uh, our uh, missions pastor. Mm-hmm. And she came into my office while I was making the coffee. She goes, why do you do this? I'm like, <laughs> she, she's like, is it that much better? I'm like, number one, Beth, I do believe it's that much better, mm-hmm. but but really, really, it I is. said like this is something during my day that I can do. Yep, and enjoy the fruit of this labor. It's relaxing right now. Yeah, like it's it smells good. It tastes good. Yep, it's something. It's like it's something I do early in the day. Yep, and it's something I could check off, and nobody else is going to come by and ruin it. It's yep. like you know. <laughs> It's it's just not. I don't need to change it yeah. after I've done it. There's not. It's not a draft version. It's it's the real thing. It's the real thing. And so it's the it is, real deal. It is nice to have something that doesn't get undone. I mean, I do drink the coffee, but like you know. Yeah, but it, it is some. There is something different. I mean, it's it's night and day. Um, when you especially when you get really used to that type of coffee, and then you try to like like a Keurig or mm. or you know. And it's it's really different. Like, like if I'm in a pinch at work, I have like I have some K pods that I have because mm-hmm. they have a Keurig machine there at work, and I use it. And I'm just like, man, it's almost like I'm not drinking coffee anymore. It's yeah, like, it's it's different because because for me, and I say this like for me, coffee is that ho- it's a hobby. Like what you're describing, it's a hobby, right? And like that that takes the joy out of it when I'm when I'm drinking it just out of necessity. Right. Like I want to drink it and actually enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's just man, just the process of coffee is fascinating anyway. Oh yeah. Like it it's is. just from the bean to the pot. Like it's it's, it's fascinating. It is bizarre. It is bizarre. So yeah. coffee musings, that's what we're here for. Yeah, dude. Coffee musings. I yeah. Rambling. Jesus. If you're new to Bad Apples podcast, yeah. That's what that's what we do. We I mean, kinda, you know, it's a new season, but we're not we're not changing that no, much. No, no, not that much, not that much. But we do have something new. Yeah, we got we got some people we're partnering with. Yeah, man. So um, I'm pretty green to to let my people go. Yeah. Like, I don't know a lot about it, so I was hoping you'd fill us in. What's what, I will fill you in. So, um, uh, going back just a little bit, um, while I was in college, 
young kid in college. You went to college? I did. It doesn't show. A young kid. It does not. <laughs> well, just kidding. That's another Cody's story. Real smart. <laughs> um, He's real I was learned. a young Christian rapper in college. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I met this guy uh, from Florida who was the campus ministries like guy. And, you know, he kind of took me on and we would meet for lunch and we would talk. And his name's Raleigh Sadler. And we just, you know, had a relationship and our relationship continued. Um, and then he, he went off, actually lived in Chicago for a little bit, lived in New York City, and he founded this organization called Let My People Go. Hmm. Um, and it's an organization that is uh, dedicated to fighting human trafficking. Um, and just a little bit about human, tra- human trafficking to give you a scale. Um, it's basically the exploitation of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for gain, for other people's gain. And what's staggering is there are 40 million people who are exploited globally through mm. human trafficking. And it's actually a $2 billion business. And that's just... It's a um, lot. That's a lot of money and a lot of heartbreak. It's a lot of money and a lot of heartbreak. So basically what I let my people go, what they do is they partner with churches and uh, different people and... They uh, try to bring in and love and set up ministry for the marginalized and the people who are at a greater risk for being uh, trafficked, um, which is the marginalized populations, the homeless populations, the um, immigrants, domestic abuse victims. So they try to um, develop ministries that specifically target that demographic Hmm. um, that way it lowers the risk significantly um, in them becoming victims of human trafficking. And so, I'm glad we're partnering with them. That's super cool. Yeah. So how can um, uh, how can people find out more? They have a website, so you can go to the website. And what's awesome is you can partner for free. You can also donate, um, but their website is lmpg.org, uh, and you can go there. And if you're a part of a church. Um, or if you're not, you can get free resources. They have free handbooks on how you can help um, jump in this fight. I mean, it's a fight. It's a it's a battle, um, and it's staggering. Yeah, and it's and it's heartbreaking that yeah. that people are being used as pawns and uh, being exploited like that. So, yeah. And he's also got a book. I'm going to shamelessly plug him. He's also has a book out called Vulnerable. So check that out. Sweet. Yeah, man. Sweet. Yeah. Well, man, that's that's. I mean, I'm I'm excited that we're getting to to partner with them. It doesn't really feel like we're bad apples when we're. You I know, know. we like, may be good apples now. Oh, man, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Our bad fruit may be turning good after yeah. all. Well, and and that's something new we're trying this year. It, you know, uh, we want to want to connect you, our listeners, to different ministries that are doing some really cool work. Yeah. And we're excited to be partnering with Let My People Go. So it's a new year. It's a new year, bro. New habits. New habits. New year resolutions. Yes, let's go. Yeah, so I, before the new year, you and I got together and we were talking through some of the things that we yep. both wanted to do. So, all right, tell everybody about your, I think it's bizarre, weight loss tactic. It's working. <laughs> you know, it's working. I'm not saying it's not ineffective. It's just a little bit bizarre. So, okay, so are you talking about what I'm doing now? Well, yeah, the starving yourself thing. That, that's the one I'm like. I asked Cody if you wanted to get dinner tonight before the podcast, and he's like, "Dude, I'm liquids only." I'm like, "Are you telling me that you're like, you know, crapping liquids only? What's going on here? Like, you know, you got the you got the stomach flu, you got a stomach bug, you know, what's, 
And no, no, so, no. I'm just, you know. Um, so what I'm doing right now, actually, is uh, I start out the beginning of the year, every year. I, I've done it for, I think, maybe um, a little over 10 years. I start every first of the year with a 21-day fast. So I do it for... I basically do it to reset spiritually. I do it to reset, you know, physically. Um, and some days in that fast, I'll do liquid only. Um, but also throughout the year and throughout just regular dieting, I'm also doing um, intermittent fasting, which is more for that, that's the physical part. Like yeah. that's the physical health part. Uh-huh. Um, that's how I've lost. Um, gosh, I mean, now, so. In the course of five years, I've lost over 200 pounds. Dang. So 230 was the last I checked. It was the last time I checked. And that's just primarily been with intermittent fasting. So I don't eat for a portion of the day and then just eat, um, you know, during a certain allotted window. And it's worked. I mean, I've, I can't say that my, my physical activity or gym routine is like consistent enough to mm-hmm. really add to that. But, um, I mean, I'm active, but like, yeah, you know I know what, what I mean? you're like saying, I'm, but you're not like, you're not exercising. Yeah. You're not doing aerobic. Yeah. You know? I'm an active big guy, but right. like, I'm not really like, there's not really a set, man, this is what my gym routine looks like. This is what, right. so more so my routine is the intermittent fasting. And yeah. for me, that's just helpful, helpful to me because, like for for example, Weight Watchers, I can't do Weight Watchers because it it allows me to have the foods that I love, mm-hmm. and it just lets me track points. Yeah. So I've I've done Weight Watchers before, and you know, I it's hard for me to count because like if I buy a bag of chips, I'm not going to count out seven chips. I'm going to eat the whole bag of chips right in in an hour. <laughs> yeah. So for me, uh, what works better is super low carb. And intermittent fasting. So, but right now I'm I'm coming to um, close to the end of this 21 day fast that I've been doing, which is more for a spiritual reset, um, more so than anything. Which is it's kind of like Lent is how I describe it. It's like an early Lent. Well, now I feel bad for making fun of you. Yeah, you um, did. You know, <laughs> wait, did Jesus juke me? Oh. Did you say Jesus juke? Yeah. You never heard that before? <laughs> no, I have oh, not. Oh, my gosh. No, man. Uh, but, yeah, so that's uh, something that's just kind of been really close to my heart. Like, my my church back home um, kind of got me started on doing that, and I've just kind of kept it throughout my life. Um, but also, it resets, you know, it resets, your, it resets physically. Like, I feel so good right now because hmm. um, most of it is, like, you cut out processed foods. You cut out, you know, a lot of the unhealthy stuff. So like, man, it's just like, you feel really good after you, you know, uh, empty yourself. <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I, I've been trying the intermittent fasting thing personally. And yeah. I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of change in my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I, it makes me stop eating at some point during the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My problem is I have not changed my eating habits from noon to 8 PM. Yeah. Even though, like, I'm not eating the rest of the time, like, that that eight hours, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. And so I should probably change that, and I'd probably see a little bit more, uh, probably, you know, um, yeah. a little bit more help. But, man, there there ain't nothing in the world that's that's better than a bag of chips in front mm. of the TV after 8 p.m. Absolutely not. There's and, nothing better. Uh, it's killing me. It's like, I, it's like it. I, I sit, on the, the, sit on the couch and chew gum 
That's what I do. Oh, man. It's like I chew gum and watch, watch TV. <laughs> or I've been watching, like, uh, my wife got me a master class subscription, so I've been watching some of the master class stuff. And that's, right. been, that's been pretty cool. That's been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to build some habits, too. I, I told you before the show, but I downloaded this app called Streaks, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you set up your different goals. And so every day or every week or every month or year or however, what you, whatever your timing is, yeah. you just... Um, hold down the icon and it completes the circle and so you can like it's like a checklist yeah on your phone and i love it i mean it's been it's been great and you can set up quick links and so like you know one of mine is just to monitor my bank account every day so i click this little button it sends me over my bank account Mm -hmm. i check it and then i come back and i i fill in my circle and it's it's super easy i love me on it um i'm all about it it's like I think that you could buy it and the workout app that comes with like there's like a partnership there. Mm-hmm. I think it might be like five bucks. I can't remember. Are you serious for both? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! And the workout app you like build your own workouts in it, and then again using the Streaks app, if you hit the strength training button, it'll send you over and you'll do it'll walk you through a strength training exercise. Oh wow! Or you can dude. build your own. So like haven't got to that part yet. Yeah, as you notice by me not being totally jacked, but like. <laughs> Um, you wait. Great. You wait, oh, man. I can't wait. Come, man. come, uh, come! Swimsuit season. Oh, G loves you know, it. <laughs> body by streaks. Um, so I've been thinking about talking about physical fitness a little bit. I've been thinking about doing DDP yoga. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. So um, DDP. What's that stand for? Is, is Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sad. I asked. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he's a really famous uh, wrestler. Okay, um, you know, like he's WCW back in the day. Did, uh, you, ever, yeah. did you ever get into wrestling? No, not even kind of. Okay, well, um, so he was a big wrestler. I was big into wrestling back then. Yeah, does so he surprised me. <laughs> so he's got. I mean, like we can do a whole episode on how into wrestling I was. Uh, you, you can do you can do it with somebody else. It's gonna be. I still kind of watch it sometimes. Just a uh-huh, yeah. guilty pleasure. Sure. So. Sure. Um, he does, he has this program and it's like, I've had a couple of friends that did it and it's like, it's, it's yoga, but it's different. And supposedly it's supposed to be like one of the best, like at home workout. Hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So Emily does yoga. She goes to a, she's got like a yoga gym studio membership thing, whatever that she goes and she goes, I mean, she's there three to four times a week. Yeah. She loves it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I struggle with the yoga part of it, but when you look at the some of the videos and stuff they do, it's like more of a, I guess, an intense yoga. Yeah, like it's that's what hers is. I yeah. mean, it's like so it's not just you know stretches. Like she goes right. to hot yoga, and okay. so it's okay. like 105 degrees in the room, and like oh you know, gosh. and you're doing the and it's like a she's I can't remember what kind of flow it's called. I I can't remember what kind of. I'm just not gonna try to pretend to say the word right but it's like this flow where you start doing these you know you have like it's like a circuit you know okay so you do the same few moves at least this is my my very crude understanding of what happens sure. is there's sure. like these different movements that you do 
and then you like go through the circle and you do it again and again and again, just kind of like you know, a, like a, a circuit at the gym where you you know, oh you're yeah, doing yeah. bench press, and then you're doing you know, oh okay, you know, pull pull downs or you know, you're doing like yeah. squats or whatever. So and then you go back and you're back on the you know the the bar and then the so you're you're doing you're doing yeah, see, things the, over and over. Yeah, that's not what I would imagine yoga being. That's so probably what this one is. If it's yeah. if it's like a if it's an intense like cardio yoga, oh, for sure. it's, it's not going to just be stretching. It's going to be like, that's hey, what, you do this movement, and now we're going to move into this movement. And the goal is is that you like learn the pattern, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of are breathing and doing it. Like, so there's a lot mm. of breath work involved. And that's interesting. Yeah, it's like the yoga stuff is super cool if yeah. you like dive down that that rabbit hole. I'm not even kind of flexible. I'm not so, either. Um, so yeah. every time I've done yoga, it's hurt. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So well, good know. on you, man. You do you do it. I mean, I don't know. So there's like a um, like you know it gives you like these different levels. Like, hey, I'm not this flexible, and I'm super fat. So mm. here's this level. So I don't know. Some of the some of the stories is what's really intrigued me by it because some of the like some of these guys are like, I mean, they're two of me, mm. and they just did. Um, DDP yoga, and they have this incredible story. I mean, I know any like anybody can sell stories and yeah, you know, sell a brand. Um, but I've just really been intrigued by it. Also, I was a fan of him when I was a kid. So yeah, you know, it's so I don't know. I've had a couple friends from West Virginia go through it. Really loved it. Really helped them. So I don't know. I've been trying to. I've just trying to been like trying to think of something to do because the four a.m. gym life, <laughs> I failed no, miserably. Man. And I don't. I just. I'm not going to be the guy that goes in the evenings. No, I just can't do it. Um, I mean, I can, but my evenings are just. By the time I get home, I'm just. I'm like, eh. By the time I get off work, I'm like, mm, I got yeah. stuff to do. I don't know. So I'm just trying to trying to think of something else that may motivate me to do it. You know. Yeah. Here or or maybe something I'll enjoy. I got you. I, I got you. Know. What other goals you got for the year? I mean, beyond like physical fitness and stuff like that. Is there anything like you want to try? Anything you know you're hoping to do or anything like that? Man, you know, I didn't really have any like deep, like big goals. I do know that I I want to jump back into college and really press towards getting a bachelor's degree, which I didn't really. I don't think I really told you that when we initially talked about the new year. Hmm. Um, but one of my goals is to is to get back into college. I'm enrolled right now, but I oh, haven't registered cool. for any classes. Um, just trying to I'm trying to scope out what that looks like with my year and with tuition and and all that stuff. My eventual goal would be um, try to get certified to be a teacher. Yeah, I'm, I'm already in the school system. I thoroughly enjoy it. So um, hopefully, I would at least finish my bachelor's degree sometime this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close to doing that. Um, you know, on a smaller level, I would love to, I know we talked about this. It really kind of got me into like, talking about it with you, got me into thinking about it. Like I'd love to go hiking more. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Small hikes at first. Nothing crazy. Like you go oh, on, man. but, uh, 
I was just talking to a buddy today about getting a backpacking trip together. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm trying to figure out where we're going to go. We've got dates nailed down. We just mm-hmm. got to figure out where we're going to go. Yeah, I, I so. couldn't do like Mount Kilimanjaro or anything. But. Well, yeah, we're not doing Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> we're pro- we, we're talking like Smoky Mountain National Park or, oh, sweet, sweet. you know. Uh, oh, you're na- going to the maybe, Appalachian Mountains yeah, now. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe Kentucky. I don't know. Oh, uh, there you go. To the Red River Gorge. or Yeah. You know, we also talked a little bit about like going up north. You know, oh, and yeah, yeah. doing something in in, yeah. the, in the Great White North, but in May, in May it's like it's just cold enough mm-hmm. that it'll be like it'll be cold. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that like there won't be bugs if we go up north. That that would be my yeah. thought in May. If we go, if we go down south, like to. Um, Smoky Mountains or something, we're gonna we're gonna have bugs and for sure potentially snakes. Which oh, that's my no potential. That, that's you, ugh, yeah, no potential. Snakes. You got the timber rattlers over there. Hey, dude, we're going to the north. Is what it sounds like. We're uh, <laughs> we're going up. Yeah, you know? no, I don't know. I um, man, I'll if I'm thinking about trails, up. I would love to. Have you ever heard of the Appalachian Trail? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a real. Question. No, I didn't know if you had or not. Yes, like, I no, I've definitely heard of that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I figured you had because you're into you're into the mountain ranges and yeah. hiking and stuff. I would so. I I can't. I, I don't want to say I can't do it, right? But I don't think I'll ever get to. Like I I, mm. I could do sections of it, but man, it's it's yeah six months. It's like wild. is is like the normal normal amount of time it takes somebody to do it. Yeah, now, had I known about it when I was in college, I'd have done it. Like oh for sure. Like I'd have taken the summer and I'd have done it because. Mm. You just you don't have those opportunities like now like with kids and and a job and yeah take them with you you know yeah <laughs> um, yeah I, I couldn't do it now I I do have some big hikes like bucket list things like it sure. would be fun it would be fun to do all of the Appalachian Trail but in sections yeah for sure but like again that's that's so much like you would have to do. Some sections where you're hiking for two weeks, you yeah, know, dude. to to make it work. Um, yep. And you with section hiking, you don't ever get your trail legs like underneath you. There's there's people that do like that do the whole thing. Yeah, they might start off. They're only hiking, you know, ten twelve miles a day, mm. and then by the time that they're in it for a couple of months, now they're hiking closer to twenty miles a day. You know, and then when you get to the end where the, it's harder, yeah. like the terrain is a lot more rough. They're still able to sustain that because their body has built up this tolerance to walking and and just like living on the trail. Sounds exhausting. It sounds so cool, (laughs) so cool. I'd be all about it. The one I want to do is the John Muir Trail. Um, And most most people, it takes them like between fourteen and twenty one days to do it. It's like three hundred miles in California. Oh, so it's like through. Um, it's, it's through like Kings Canyon okay. and Sequoia and Man. yeah, Sequoia. And then, uh, um, Yosemite, like, oh my so gosh. there's, you just like, you've got all that space that you're going through. Honestly, if I were going to do a big trail in the United States, it probably isn't going to be the Appalachian trail. It'd be the, um, it'd be the Pacific crest trail, yeah. which is just the, it goes from, um, Mexico to Canada okay, and it's along the Pacific like, uh, well, not really along the Pacific coast, but it, it runs all the way up through California and oh, wow. Oregon and, and uh, um, Washington, and then you find yourself up to Canada. 
And it's man, that's crazy. And but you talk about like just getting to see some of the cool stuff in America. Oh, I mean, you're, you're you're moving from you're moving from desert yep. to like giant redwoods to That'd the Sierras where you're in the snow. Unbelievable! Like it'd be sweet. I'd be all yeah, about. That it. would be something that would be like you're you're Appalachian Trail. You're seeing the same thing. Yeah, it's the Green Tunnel. Right. Right. You know, that would be interesting to see that many different landscapes, and yeah. I guess climate or no, I don't know climates, but um, oh no, it's climates. I yeah. mean, you're you know like yeah, you're going from you're going from desert, and yeah, you're to gonna snow. be up in the in the snow, and oh then you're God. you know by the time you're finishing the trail, yeah, like it's cold again because mm-hmm. you're you're up north, but you're also like it's the the end of the summer, so yeah. it's it's gonna be cold. That's why, so, dude. Like yeah, it's the the people that do them, they're they're pretty 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 wild i mean you like go, you go do that and i'll just pray for you from here <laughs> <laughs> i would i would do it in a heartbeat man like if again had i known about it at the right time i would yeah. have tried it yeah um i don't know that i would have completed it but i would have tried it now, um, i just want to clarify when i say i wanted to get into more hiking i mean walk walk a path here in the flatlands of illinois <laughs> like that's pretty easy hiking like and there's a lot of there's so, a lot of real easy hiking so maybe i just meant walking yeah <laughs> there's there's some cool places i mean you, you get like um pierre marquette's kind of cool it's it's over like um it's down by st louis and you get some um bluffs by the mississippi river and yeah. you get the um the real real nice one is um starved rock state park which is up um, oh yeah, which is up closer to Chicago. So many people talk about that, and it, you've got like the waterfalls and stuff. But my favorite, like semi-local, it's not really that local. It's like two hours away, but Turkey Run State Park oh, in of, in Indiana. Yeah, I've heard of that. Awesome trails. They have a lodge there. That my first my first spiritual retreat I went to Turkey okay. Run. I bought like a, a night at the lodge, mm-hmm. and so I stayed in a nice bed Man. with four walls, and it was it was nice. <laughs> There was a there's like a God. there's a big uh, it's not like cafeteria but it's like a restaurant downstairs okay and I had this big old tenderloin sandwich I mean like the the elephant ear kind and then during Praise the day I just God. go out and hike you know then the trails aren't crazy long there's wow. there are some though that like you find yourself like there's they I don't know if this was natural or if they added it but like boulders like there's like this this okay. like slide of boulders that you crawl up the boulders now at the time oh yeah what at the time that that it's really not that impressive no um but at the time when i went to uh turkey run i'd never been to uh, colorado before okay dude this is what those are that's a lot of rocks yeah yeah then i went to uh, colorado and i was like dude that like (laughs) no this this, is a lot of rocks (laughs) everywhere is rocks there's rocks everywhere man but no it's 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 a cool place turkey run state park it's worth it and it's Really accessible. That's the nice thing. Is you, you said it was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go God. sometime. We'll, All right, let's do it. All right. All right, and it's on the internet now, so people are going to hold it, hold us to it. <laughs> Praise God, it's on the internet. Yeah, now. right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, what about books? Like, you excited about doing some reading this this year? Yeah, man. Um, so I've already read uh, the book we're talking about on this episode. Oh, I didn't we're, know you already finished it. Yeah, I finished it. Huh. Um, I'm already on. I'm already on my second book for the year. I did see. What's the what's the second book? Twelve things God did with your sin. Oh yeah, Dude. I remember you you posting that. Two episodes in, or two episode, two chapters in, and I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, it's just it's really good. All right. Um, so after I'm also reading Call of the Wild right now. 
So I'm okay. doing also like a, a book like that, and I'm almost finished with that. Then I'm going to jump into uh, Walden. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, All man. Right. Well, you, I'm excited for you to tell me a little bit about Walden yeah. whenever you get into it. It's a bigger book than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but I also have uh, Old Man in the Sea. Did okay. I tell you about that one? No. Uh, by... Um, Oh shoot, Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, Hemingway. I, so I'm getting. <laughs> so I, I bought Hemingway. I bought uh, Emerson. Okay. And there's another one I bought that I'm getting mixed up. I'm getting the three mixed up. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Old Man in the Sea is a short book, so I'll probably read that one sometime soon as well. Oh, there you go. And I also got Self Reliance. Um, oh, who who is that one? I forgot the author. Again. Is that Thoreau? Yes, that's it. That's it. Um, See, that's the three I'm getting mixed up with. Oh, um, uh, there you go. You got you got some good ones going. Yeah, and I and of course I got my. So I, I'm following along this series. Um, the, you know the guy that wrote Dane Ortland, who wrote Gentle and uh-huh. Lowly. Um, he's now got a series. There's like four books in this series where him and two other guys are writing these books. So I'm in that series. So I'm probably going to jump into that right after I do um, the book that I'm reading now, the 12, yeah. 12 things God did with your sin. Um, so, well, whenever you do that one, let me know and I'll start listening to it at the same time you're reading it. Yeah. Um, I about, I about bought it cause Zondervan, I think Zondervan does it. Yep. I don't remember. Yep. Uh, but they, uh, I think so. I can't remember. They had a, a big sale though, um, oh, right yeah. at the end of the year and mm-hmm. they, they were doing all their audio books and digital books for two ninety nine. Oh wow. And I thought about buying it and I was like, Oh, man, I got an Audible subscription. I use the library all the time. Like it's like my job. So yeah, I'll just keep doing that. But um, not to change the subject, but um, self reliance is Emerson. Okay, so Ralph Waldo Emerson. Okay, yeah, cool. So yeah, I got that one, and um, I got the Walden book. So I, Walden, like I said, Walden is a bigger book than I thought. So. Um, I don't know when I'm going to do that one exactly. I'll probably jump into Old Man in the Sea right after Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. Yeah. Because um, I hear I hear so many people talk about um, Old Man in the Sea. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, then, dude, you know you're doing great. Like as far as like actual reading books, you're killing it. Like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big uh, like reader. Reader. I listen to a lot of books. Yeah. So. Yeah, see, and I'm the opposite. Like, I can't do, I can't listen to any books. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already through two books this year, um, yeah. listening to them, and uh, one of them was for work, and the other one was just for you know, just trying to get, trying to get better at life, and uh, then I'm listening to just like a fantasy book and, and like chewing through that, man. It's, yeah, it's it's long, it's a long slog, <laughs> but uh, no, but I'm excited to talk about the book though that you have read this year. Yep. It's you, a, it's you, one I suggested to you. You suggested to it. I mean, maybe this time last year you suggested it to me. I don't remember. Was it's it been the, a while. I don't. I don't remember. It was a while because it was in my cart for months. Okay. And finally, I I, I remembered that I had it in my cart, and I looked and I said, "Oh, I really want to read this." And so I I bought it, and I knew this was going to be my first book of the year. This was what I'm going to open the year with, um, because. I just felt like I don't know. I felt like it was it was that book. Yeah. And you had high praise for it. Yeah. So um the book is and I'm gonna let you say his name. Nope. Um <laughs> it's it's the book the book's called With yep. by Sky 
Jathani, I think. Sky Jathani. Is that right? Jathani? He he actually has a podcast that's one of the the most popular podcasts out. Uh, It's called The Holy Post with him and Phil Vesser. Okay. So, yeah, and I've listened to a little bit of an incredible podcast. Wait, wait a minute. The guy, like, the VeggieTales, Phil Phil Vesser? Yes. Yes, they have a podcast together called The Holy Post. It is great too, man. Well, stop with stop Shout listening to, to us. Guys. Go to go listen to them. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, we're about to get to the good stuff here. But yeah. with now, now it, it has been a while. Yeah. So, but I remember the general sure the general idea of the book. So sure. Um, jog my memory. There are there are some ways that we approach God. So, yes. like if I can summarize the book book for our listeners really quick, and then yeah. you can we can dive into this a little bit. But mm-hmm. like it. It's this conversation, this idea about, you know, how do you approach God? Like, yeah. what does your relationship with God look like? Yep. And so there's um, there's all of these these words like life, whatever, mm-hmm. um, like God. Like, so how do we relate to him? Yep. And so, um, but ultimately, life with God is what we're designed for. Absolutely. So let's talk through, you know, before... We get to life with God. Let's talk through some of these other ones, though. Yeah. So uh, what I thought was just incredibly fascinating is he goes through these four postures. He gives yeah. five postures, but we're going to save the fifth posture for uh, the next episode. But he goes through these four postures of uh, life um, from God, life for God, life under God, and life over God. And basically it's... He details out, like, even from the beginning, God was a relational God. Mm-hmm. But in our sense of control and wanting to be in control and almost wanting to control God, we have kind of created these postures. Um, and there's a there's a good there's merit behind each posture, but then we've taken it. And of course, we've, you know, Garden of Eden it up. Yeah. And we've we've messed it up. Yeah. And we've taken this communal and this this union and this relationship with God, and we've made it about us trying to control God. Mm. And it's um, so he details out these four different postures and basically summarizing really quick, and then we'll dive into each one and what that looks like. Um, but I think the life. Um, Life from God is basically us living and doing as much as we can to receive from God. Mm-hmm. Like our posture is always, God, what can you do for me? Mm. God, what what can I get from you? God, well, how are you going to bless me today? How, so it's always we're wanting to get from God, mm-hmm. what we can get from Him. Um, the life over God is basically... How I like how he detailed it. It's a pastor who, um, I mean, it's not always a pastor, but he's given an example. Um, a pastor who is only worried about the methods of getting more people. Mm-hmm. So he's living this life over God, where God is not really the center of everything. He his priorities are the, is the science. His priority is is like, all right, yeah, I acknowledge God, but here's everything that. You know, if something's going to get done, it's going to be done by my power. Exactly, it's going to get done by my leadership skills, by my methods, by this business. Yeah. Um, so then, there's life for God, and that is the the feeling that we are not significant unless 
we are working for God. Hmm. Like I can't have a secular job and I, or I don't have purpose, um, which I've absolutely been in this posture before yeah. where I didn't, I literally didn't get a job because I felt like I was, that wasn't my worth. Like I couldn't find my worth and purpose in a secular job. I only believed that I could l- do ministry. I only believed that that was what I was called to do. That's how I was called to live. So that posture is, you know, we're only living for God. We're only, um, our purpose is only wrapped up in what we're doing for God, basically. And then the last one is life under God. And that is where you'll see more of your legalism. Um, Okay, what, what do I have to do? Like, I'm living under God. God is this... He's this rule keeper, and he's going to smite me if I don't do this and do this and do this and this. So we're under his rule. Um, and so that's the posture where you see a lot of the legalism and, like, the rules and the, you know, all that different type of stuff. Yeah. So. And so, like, I think what's what's powerful about that is that, like, there's a shred of truth mm-hmm. in each one of those yes. those postures. Yep. And they're just incomplete. They're not They're not necessarily wrong but they're incomplete right and when they're when you're working off of something that's incomplete like life from god like god does want to give you a lot and he has given you a lot like you know our god is a gracious and generous god yep and to miss that you miss part of the heart of god but to only see him as a vending machine well that's that's a problem absolutely you know and then you know life over god like is god going to fix all your problems for you always no no, right. there's some of this you're going to just have to handle on your own. But to also take any kind of divine direction out of that is wrong. You know, yeah. and life for God, like, yeah, you want to look like God has a purpose for you. Yeah. Like, and his purpose for you is is the same purpose that it is for me, and that's to, to make disciples. Yeah. You know, and so and to, and to be a, a well, what we call in youth group a kingdom worker, somebody who uses your gifts, talents, and abilities yep. to to further the kingdom of God so that more people might know the name of Jesus. But like, you know, that doesn't have to have a a paycheck attached to it. And it doesn't have to be Man. the like the only thing you're doing. And part of accomplishing that well is that you have to have enough relational equity. You have to have enough like, yep. you know, um you have to have those gifts and talents and abilities that you've taken time to foster and grow so that you can fully live out what God has for you to to carry out in Amen. his name and then this this under god thing i mean yes god is god is god and we are not and absolutely. it is important to have a holy reverent fear absolutely of god but to to live yeah under like the fear of being sm- smited yeah <laughs> i want to say smitten, smitten um, yeah but i think this is the word right i think that might be actually the i like the smited right. it's it's better being smoked. What is the um, like um, uh, Bruce Almighty? He's smite me, Almighty Smiter. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, but instead of having that posture, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's important to have like a a realistic idea of who God is in the sense that He is bigger than us. Yeah, but like to walk around with this cloud of you know, yep. Of oh, God is looming, 
You know, yep. he's not looming. And this is what I have to do. Like, so in, in the uh, Life Under God chapter, he says many Christians are told that if they obey God's commands, if they worship him, if they give financially to the church uh, and abstain from immorality, then and only then mm-hmm. will he bless them. Yep. And so that's kind of this... Um, Man, I gotta do all this. I gotta do all this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta follow the rules. I gotta, you know. Not a lot of room for grace there. Right, right. And um, I love what my my pastor from West Virginia. He always would say, "You belong before you behave." Mm. But a lot of people, a lot of Christians, operate under "I've got to behave before I belong." Oh, for sure. And that's kind of the life under God. Like that's man, all these rules. I I can't break any rule, or God's not going to love me anymore. Yeah, God's going to be disappointed in me. And the biggest thing that I've learned in, and we, we can get even more in depth in this um, uh, in a little bit, but that's that's probably the one I connect to the most, hmm. is I lived believing that I could never break this rule or God's not going to love me anymore. Then I realized the more I tried to keep those rules, the more I tried to keep these, you know, and I'm not saying I'm out here breaking rules now, but what I'm saying is, like it was only about this checklist of what not to do. Yeah. And when I realized that I could never on a day-to-day basis, I could never measure up to that. And when I realized that I didn't have to measure up to that, that is when things started to really change. Yeah. But that, so that's what that life under God uh, is. And what was the, what, did we talk about all, there's one more, right? No, with, but... Oh, I, yeah, so we already mentioned all four yeah, of them. Yeah, I, I hinted at it, but like... Yeah. You know, and, and I hear you. I, I think that that life under God thing is very pervasive in yeah. like, you know, in places where like the Bible Belt where there's been like this strong church presence. Yeah. And the, the, the thing with life under God, especially having a checklist of rules, it's easy, it's, it's easy to follow a list. Right. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to uphold those standards, but it's easy to follow a list. Yes. It yes. is hard to to say like I'm going to ab- abide in him. Mm-hmm. Walk daily with him. Yep. You know, like yep. that is a much harder thing to do than just I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Yep. I am going to do that. And you know, like and yep. so as long as I'm doing the the checklist, I don't have to foster a relationship. You know, that's it. So, like, that's it. Yeah. I, so, I think reading through those postures, it was unbelievable how he broke them down in the first couple chapters. You know, he summarized them, but then he went in depth in each chapter. And I, it was incredible that I could literally look back on my life and pinpoint at what point in my life was I living in one of these postures. Oh, yeah. And I hit every one of them, maybe like two of them. I hit a little more than the others. I, 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 I know for sure I lived life under God. Mm-hmm. And I know for sure I lived life for God. I mean, I, I struggled financially finding a job because I thought that I was not significant or I would not be significant unless I had a ministry-related job. Mm. It's like, no, that's not my purpose. That's not what I'm supposed to do. I can't go get a secular job. Mm. I can't. Then I won't be able to do ministry. Then I won't be able to, yeah, to, to fulfill my calling. I lived that, and I put that position on an idol, or I put that position on a pedestal, and I made yeah. it an idol, you know. And um, so, yeah. And then life under God, I, I, I always thought that, um, 
you know, I always lived with that, man, I, I, I'm never going to measure up to this. I'm, I, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Or God's not going to bless me. And the one thing that I've really, like, that really has hit me this year, even this year, but just the last couple of years, but it's really kind of come into this um, culmination of just me seeing it all, I guess, is the difference in union and, like, our forever union with God and our communion. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, like, we now and forever, he has sealed our union with him. Yeah. Like, we are sealed. G, what Jesus did, it's now and forever. Right. Once and for all. But what our day-to-day communion looks like is that abiding yeah. that you're talking about. Like, that's the communion. That's what we, you know, like, our union is safe. We are with him. But what does our communion day-to-day look like to continue that um, relationship for sure. With him. For sure. And I think for me, it's like the life over God thing really is is where I find myself slipping into okay. on a regular basis. Okay. And that's just because like um, I think that like I have a natural bent to to see God as more of a, a spectator than an active role. And, okay. and that's not right. And right. I'm not, you know, advocating for that. Right. I, I know that God does take an active interest in what happens. Um, but it's just... It's hard for me to to pray about something and trust that my my like that God mm. will intervene. Oh, um, gotcha. It's it's much easier for me to pray about something and then go and try to either manipulate the work Ooh. so that it like it's a it's a win for God. Yeah. You know, or or I, I craft my prayer in a very special specific way mm. so that like. He can answer it either way, and he answered the prayer. Ooh. You know, it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to run coverage for God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? which is which uh, is literally he mentions that he mentions like every every posture is rooted in in that control. Yeah, in that like we're trying to uh, put God in our box. I'm trying well, and you know, like and especially with some of, some of that, it's like um, there. Well, there's two pieces of that. The first one is like I don't want I don't want God to fail. Right, <laughs> which is laughable, which is, but like exactly. you know, like that's my my idea is like I'm gonna set you up here, God. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> like I I got this for you, bro. Yeah, I, you're gonna look good yeah. in this. Like this is gonna happen for you. The other piece of that is like um, if if God actually got a hold of some of the stuff that I've got a hand on the wheel mm, with, come on, man. like it. It could end up being a lot more powerful than what what I anticipated, you yep. know. Um, yep. I, I I drive a little four cylinder Honda Civic. Yeah. I love my little four cylinder Honda Civic. I love it too. But if all of a sudden it had a, like a, a V eight under the hood, like it would be a jarring experience. <laughs> Crazy. And so I think that like there's a part of me that's very content with my my very little bit of power that I know and I understand it can control mm. and uh you better preach man oh jeez <laughs> but if god comes in there and supercharges it then I'm like like there's fear there it's like yeah. oh, I don't know that I'm going to be ready to handle it oh that's um, good and the reality is it's like it doesn't matter if I'm ready to handle it like yeah. if if god's going to do something he's going to be on the move it's like my goodness we want to be a part of that so that's there's the 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 God the life over God thing. Yeah. It's like there's some of it is um, a, a 
either, I, you know, as embarrassing as it is to say, but like a lack of faith. Sure. That just trying to sure. trying to hold it together for them. And then, but the other piece is fear of like, yeah, I've seen what you do in the New Testament. There's some of that stuff, man. That yeah. like, if it starts happening, yeah, I ain't ready for that, you know. Right. And like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, man, I'm not ready, ready for a resurrection of the dead. I mean, right. I am in some sense, but I mean, yeah, in another sense. I was it's just like, thinking about it's odd. I was just thinking about this the other day, like what, like. Like, because I was here, I was listening to something, and it was talking about how they, they like, there was this boy who was who was resurrected. They prayed over this boy, and he, he was resurrected. And, and uh, to be honest with you, I had a hard time. Like, I had a hard time with it. Like, I mean, did it really happen? Yeah. Like, was he really dead? And I'm thinking, man, why? Like, I need to, I need to chill because where's my faith? Well, yeah, you know. But yeah, but am I ready for that? Like, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Um. That's man. That's uh, that's good. I, that opened up. So for me, with that posture, I didn't really connect to that posture, but that really kind of opened it up to me a little bit more. Like, okay, now I can see where parts of my life have been live over God, for sure. Yeah. And the life from God thing, like, if you want to talk about something that I I just see is pervasive in Mm -hmm. new Christians Mm -hmm. and comeback Christians, is a life from God posture Mm -hmm. of, like... God just just wants to bless me. Yep. He wants to give me. Yep. He wants to. He's manifest. He's, this is my. This is my. This is my God. Yep. Like it's like it's a very personal, yeah. protective. That He is mine. It's my this genie. Is my Jesus. Yep. Like you know, and I mean, I'm not taking shots at Ann Wilson's song. Like you know, let me tell you about my Jesus. But like, there's really that sense that of like, you know, this is what. Don't tell Jess that. Yeah, uh, it's Jess kills it Jess. every time. Yeah, Jess kills it. She Jess does, kills it. Does a great job. But uh, <laughs> like, but that 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 posture of like, he's my buddy, mm-hmm. you know, and Jesus is my homeboy. And I think right. that there is that you know, and that is that is a direct. Overcompensation, sure. From with the life under God, yeah. It's like it's like everybody's terrified that God is this scorekeeping, yes. you know, black cloud looming over the top of you, yeah. And we jump to the other side. No, 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 no. no. God loves you, and He's for you, and He wants to give you and give you yeah. and give you. Yeah. Now, again, there's some truth in there. But sure, it's just like sure. it gets so out of balance. It does. And it's like. And but it, what it leads to is eventually somebody is sitting in the ashes of something that went poorly. Yep. And they're like, and then, God, what the heck? Right. You're right. F- you're f- for me. Right. Like you're for me. Like what? But like, what, what it, happened? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Right. Like what? This was not the agreement. Yep. You know, like yep. th- you were supposed to show up, and like I, I don't know. You see that? Like I see that with teenagers. I see that with young Christians. Sure. Like, um, and I. The the hard thing is there's always a crucible, there's always something coming, like yeah. you know, and so there will there will be a moment where oh, yeah. you have to reconcile. Oh yeah, did God abandon me, or is God different than what I thought He was? Exactly. Um, I, I see that a lot, um, and I don't want to like I don't want to seem like I'm being too specific, but uh, so I'm not talking about any one person, but I I, I do know some people like. They are um, like they live this life, and they say, you know, if I'm I'm saved, I'm a Christian, so I can't get sick. Oh like, yeah. Wait, what? So you're you're never sick? Oh, I have a cold. 
Like, okay. <laughs> so, but they literally believe like if they're sick, then something's wrong with their faith. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, I mean, that's crazy. So when COVID happened, that it was very interesting. Yeah. With all of, with all of them and, and, and listening to what, you know, they would, they were saying during COVID. And it's like, dude, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and I think that I think that kind of connects to life from God because they're expecting, um, they're living in that perpetual, God's giving me this, and I'll yeah. never be sick. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and if I am sick, something's wrong with me. Right. It's like, well, and and that's in wild. each in each of these though, they like you know they build off each other and they pull and and like mm-hmm. you know it's like I think about yep. life from God. Like a tendency is to push really far over the no 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 you got to be the life over God kind of thing like yeah. you know hey no <laughs> God's not gonna fix this for you right. <laughs> you got to do it yourself yep. and that's sometimes that's important to say but the other the problem with that mm-hmm. is like it's like a, you know if somebody's really committed to prayer over disease and like prayer for healing yeah um, the life over God posture that sneaks in there is like okay but. Like, let's be realistic, right? Like, you know, like, and that that can that's so dangerous, yeah. Because there needs to be that in check sort of ability, this balance, and you know, and then what creeps in after that? It's like, okay, let's be realistic. Or you have somebody who's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But how's your life? Like, do you deserve this? Mm. Like, you know, Mm. have you been living life under God? Or the other piece of this is like, what have you been doing for God lately? Yep, like. You, like, have you, you been accomplishing? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Have you have you been accomplishing what you're supposed to be accomplishing? Like, so there's all of this doubt that creeps in about who God is, yeah. and I think so often, like, if if I could convince people of something, like just one thing that would radically change faith, yeah. it is that God has an identity independent of what we believe mm. about Him. Like, that's true. Mm. It doesn't matter actually what you believe about God. Because God is God, and He has His own personality. There's on, so man. much. There's so much that we hang on. Like I believe this is true about God, so it must be. Yep. Wait. Mm. God is His own person. Yes, He is, and He is His own person that we have to try to understand. And like we get to know Him, it'd be the same thing if, like, by listening to this podcast. Yeah. It's like and in inferring different things about Cody Dickerson. It's like, right. dude. I, I know him, and because I believe this about Cody, mm. it must be true. It must be true. Wow. And and so, like, we, we build a persona wow. over a very small, very small picture of what we have of God, yep. and so we fill in the blanks with all of our beliefs, but the reality is... If if we could if we could wrap our minds around like it doesn't actually matter what you believe is true about God there is something true about God oh my and God. and the, the, that truth isn't compromised whether or not you believe it and so like <laughs> you you better it, preach bro but it's like it's so so deep and that's where you get to this life with God yeah it's like a constant pursuit of I want to understand you more. Mm-hmm. I want to like I I know that you are a personality that's independent of what I project upon you. Yeah. I want to get to know you and be with you. It's it's a powerful thing. Yeah, it is. And if and if we get that, if uh-huh. if, if we can help people understand that, yep. it changes a lot of what we see about God because when you look at criticisms of God, mm-hmm. 
when you look at criticisms of God, it's it's based on a lot of personal experience mm-hmm. and the the very For sure. the very narrow worldview that we we see things through. Oh my! And goodness. so it's like, yeah, th- that's that was my you know. I know we we're going to talk more about with yeah in the next episode, but yeah. like like life with God, but. Wow. Like that was my big takeaway is like, it's like God is crying out like, hey, yeah, you like, get to know me. He's relational. Right. Um, something that hit me so hard in this book, uh, a few things. So something else that, that was not in this book, but something that hit me so hard in this book was even from the beginning of time, even from creation, he was with himself. Mm-hmm. He was existing in relationship with himself. Yeah. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He was in relation. So then when it says, um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word uh, was with God, and the Word was God. Yeah. Relationship. So he literally came, and because of everything that happened in the garden, because of that relationship was broken between mm-hmm. us and God, he literally sent his son to to come and and rebuild that relationship. Yeah. So he's literally a relational person, a relational God who wants to abide with us. Yeah. He wants to dwell in us, and he's given us a down payment in the Holy Spirit, I think is what it says in Ephesians. He gives us mm-hmm. a guarantee. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, and we're studying Ephesians right now in our, in our small group, and something else that hit me talking about relational is he formed us. Mm-hmm. Before the foundations of the world, he knew us. Yeah. So even before we existed, he knew us. Yeah. Like, oh my, oh my gosh. So there's never been a time in my existence, in eternity, in, in all of this that he didn't know who we were. Yeah. Like, why would I not want to live life with that? Yeah. With God. Right. With that, like, and that, so you're talking about narrow-minded, like, man, I, it's hard for me to fathom the idea that that he is so big and so expansive and so great of a God that he knew me. He was in relationship with me. He knew me before I even knew myself. Yeah. Like, that's wild to think about. Right. And and just to think about when we um, try to simplify it, like I know a lot of times we will try to over, you know, we try to go over the top with theology and doctrine and and all this stuff. And that's not bad. It's not a bad thing. But I believe there's a simplicity to the gospel where we just live with him. Yeah. And we, we take all of ourselves out of it and we say, hey, you made me. I believe in you. You, you sent your son to die for me and you gave us a guarantee to to dwell in us yeah. until that day of completion is, is come. Um, and there's just this beautiful simplicity in that, which I know there's, there's a lot of complexities. Sure. But also there's this simple truth that kind of sits in front of us that we can hold on to right now. Where I think in Ephesians, it talks about like there's mysteries. There's a mystery to God that we're not going to understand all the mysteries of everything. Right. Uh, but when, if we can hold to the fact that, I don't. I don't need anything else from you. Yeah. I, I don't need to live this life of rules and regulations. I want to. I want to belong. And right. Because I belong, and because what you did for me, I want to behave. 
Mm-hmm. Like that love of God makes me want to live for Him. Right. Uh, and I think that's that's something that really connected with me as well is because I, I don't want to do all this stuff in order to receive. Right. I receive, so that makes me want to do this stuff. Right. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of the flip side of that. I don't know. Um, maybe I yeah. just went on a rabbit no, no, trail. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. And like, and honestly, the thing that like that made me think of too is like, um, when I what I noticed at Bible college was um, the professors, like the old professors, that have been doing this for a, a long time. Yeah. They're the other ones that I thought would be the most staunch, right? In their like in their beliefs and theology and that kind of stuff. And not that they don't they don't believe the gospel. Sure. They definitely do, but sure. there was a lot more humility. Like they were they were holding belief with humility. Yeah. And I think that there's something to be said for like when you see a mountain in the distance, the mountain looks small. But the closer you get to the mountain, the larger that you realize it is. Mm. And so it's like at a certain point as you draw nearer to the mountain, you begin to understand this is much bigger. Oh my goodness. This is much bigger than it looked like wow. Ten miles ago. You know? Wow. Like and so when you finally are like in close with God, you realize that yeah. He is much more expansive than you mm. can possibly explore yep. or understand. Yep. And like um there's just there's incredible power in that. Yeah. And there is. And what's beautiful about like life with God is that it is it is a journey that is in itself the destination is this yep. life with God yep. that is ever changing that's ever deepening yeah that there there isn't a moment where you will be fully satisfied right and this is what we're promised for eternity yep and it's so it. it's like it's it's a deep concept deep concept it's an amazing book if you're somebody who like you're looking looking at God and you just feel very distant from him yeah and you feel like God's not for you yeah I believe the words that that um, Sky Jathani has in this book you know are truly they you know they're truly inspired by the spirit yep. and that I, I hope that if you pick it up that you feel um, you begin to understand God in a different way yeah and you you feel what he's trying to do yeah my dog just wanted to jump on the podcast yeah, and I heard that out a bark kind of scared me a little bit but a little bit um, but yeah, so this book, how deep this is, is wild because it's also very simple. Like he puts it, he breaks this, he breaks this amazing wild concept down into simple terms where I understood it all. Yeah. Um, but it's so deep and so complex. Yeah. And, um, I'm not a big, I've never really been a big, like, um, word of the year type of guy. Mm-hmm. Like I know some, you know, some Christians are like, oh, this is my word for the year. This is 2023. God's going to see me. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I've never really been that type of guy, but I really feel like God's just been doing something in my life. And the word near has mm-hmm. really just kind of stuck out to me this year. It's been in my prayer life. It's been in things I've listened to, something you said just kind of connected with me. Like, I just feel like, man, if we draw near, he draws near to us. Yeah. And he is he's so much closer than we think he is. For sure. Um when we're when we're so far, when we think that we're so far away from him, he's actually closer. Yeah. than we could ever imagine. For sure. Um and I think that's that kind of comes with the territory of figuring out that posture of living life with God. 
Yeah. Where we understand that he's near and we look back on our life and we understand that, wait a minute, he's always been near. Yeah. Um, through, through everything, through ups and downs and all of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, to jump into this book more. Yeah. And well, really, next week we're going to, we're going to be talking about it more and, yeah, I'm and pumped, man. dive into that, that with peace and talking about how we're, we're experiencing that in our own lives. Yeah. You know, we've talked about all of what our relationship with God's not supposed to look like and the dangers. Let's talk about what the, what the right thing is going to be. So I'm yeah. excited about it. Dude. Um, it's good to be back. Yeah, man. New season. Happy New Year. Bad Apples Podcast. Yeah, hey, we're looking for sponsors. If you're interested yeah. in sponsoring, you yeah. know, hey, uh, we want uh, we want to get some stuff. We want to <laughs> we want to make some yeah. stuff. We want to make uh, more things happen with this. Uh, I believe that uh, I I I believe that whatever you sow. Uh, you will reap. <laughs> <laughs> well, as in, if you if you sow some some cash our sow way, cash. Um, you'll be reaping a better podcast experience. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was the not so shameless plug. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, so, um, so guys, uh, bless you. Go uh, check out. Uh, let my people go. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the website. Um, Raleigh's going to be on the podcast at some point. We just got to work the uh, logistics out on that. So um, please remember that uh, God loves us first, God loves us most, and God loves us best. This is the Bad Apples Podcast. And Apollo says bye.